0: Welcome to the NPE Secrets to Their Success podcast, where we believe business education is the key to your continued success in the fitness industry. I'm Sean Greeley. I'm joined by my co host, Rick Isaac. How are we doing today, Rick?
1: Doing absolutely fantastic today, Sean. And we've got another absolutely amazing interview and another dynamic duo, which I can't wait to dive into.
0: We do. And I'm excited. We're sharing these stories. We're bringing good news to the world, to our industry that needs it right now. Uh, whether you're still on lockdown, whether you're open up, whether you're going through another round of lockdown, we want to share with you, again, all these case studies we're, we're putting out the door of businesses we're helping around the world grow, thrive, and really make this time their best ever. We want to inspire you to do the same. This is the time to go for it. Uh, and today's another great story. We've got James Beatty and Sean Carroll, they're owners of Rebuild Health and Fitness in Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Uh, this is another story around CrossFit rebranding. They came to us really before, just before COVID, we started working together. Uh, COVID hit, they were shut down, uh, decided this is the time to work on the business and really have revamped, uh, evolved the entire business going from CrossFit to now Rebuild uh, Health and Fitness. Uh, and They've got a great story. These are fun guys. They're former rugby players. Uh, they're CrossFit competitors. Uh, they are also humble Australians. So they you won't hear them brag about a lot of stuff. You'll kind of keep them a little understated, but uh, you know, Americans will just kind of tell you what's up. <laughs> Australians not quite so much. Uh, you know, they're they're not they they keep it humble. Uh, but they've just got a fantastic story around their growth revolution evolution and they're they're Tremendously fun clients. You've had a a blast work with uh, NMP Academy and they've recently signed up to our pro program.
1: Yeah, it's it's really interesting, isn't it, Sean? I mean, the, there's lots of, of solo business entrepreneurs out there, uh, and there's lots of people in partnerships. You know, last week we talked about um, Sean and, and Amy as well with being uh, in a relationship as well as being uh, working together. It's very challenging when you've got two strong personalities and strong views, and a lot of times it, it it doesn't work. So it's really impressive to see what Sean and James have been able to do. Take their friendship that they you know originally met each other on the sort of sporting field as elite athletes with their rugby, as you mentioned, and having able to take that enthusiasm and love and passion for sport and fitness into a successful business model with the two of them running it side by side. And that role differentiation has been one of the keys to their success.
0: Yeah. And really, you know, you make a great point. It's, you know, especially when you are the coach and you are the owner operator of the business uh, and you've got two, you know, owner operators in the business. This is, you know, people that are smart recognize the value of just bringing in someone else to be the coach they can be the athletes they can be the operators and they can you know be directed to divide and conquer and get this thing flying without trying to sit there figure out what to do go do it you know break everything you need a third party really come in and help create clarity and make it easy for you to you know put your brain power against execution uh, and not spin your wheels you know sitting there trying to figure out what to do so uh, they've come in, they've they've just thrived in our, you know, the NP community and ecosystem, the support that we provide in our programs with all the systems, tools and coaching and, you know, they're, they're growing and uh, they were doing, you know, on track to do about 50K a month pre-COVID, uh, COVID hit hit hard, they got completely shut down uh, and they've come back and they're doing, you know, that and more profit and uh, phenomenal business, you know, uh, growth and, and really building A foundation to go well beyond that uh, as they're leaning into the rest of this calendar year and into 2021. And you'll hear them talk about really just a cracker how they've, you know, they revamped everything their branding, their packaging, pricing, going from big classes to small, like a coaching focus and emphasis on people that really value coaching. Uh, They signed up 38 new clients in the first month they were open again, which is phenomenal. Uh, they've been executing our auto closure sales system, uh, you know, and and just all kinds of great stuff. You're going to hear about in this interview. So we've got a lot to, to get into with this one. Going to hear them talk about their philosophy, which is really about not taking people through workouts, but building a holistic approach to strength and conditioning and looking after their their health and well-being long term. Uh, and and their focus is on busy moms and dads. So phenomenal interview. Excited for you to hear more about these guys. They're fun. This won't be the last time you hear from them. Uh, they're going to be around for a long time to come. So let's go on to your interview with Sean and James. Hi, this is Sean Greeley, and welcome to the Secrets to Their Fitness Business Success Podcast, where industry leaders share their secrets, strategies, and step by step systems to turn your fitness passion into a highly profitable business. Now, after you've listened to the show, head on over to slash podcast to download the show notes and get access to our free e course on how you can start and grow a profitable fitness business. You'll see how over 45,000 fitness entrepreneurs have created more profit, revenue, and happiness with their business and get instant access to our three most popular fitness business building guides. The training is 100% free and you can access it now at npefitness.com podcast. Now let's get on to the show.
1: well hey everyone and welcome to another NPE student interview it is Rick Isaac with you here and I have on my left Sean Carroll and on my right James Beatty great to have both of you on the call today gentlemen thanks mate that's uh, exciting stuff I know that we've had a considerable amount of, of growth and lots of changes and challenges and successes along the way over the last few months but why don't you start off by telling everyone the business name, where you're located, the model that you have now, and the type of clients that you love serving?
2: Um. Mate, well, we're
1: we're located in uh, Winham West, just south
2: of Brisbane. We've been operating as a gym for uh, nearly seven seven years now. Um, called we are called now Rebuild Health and Fitness, formerly known as CrossFit 4178. Um, and over the years, we've just sort of try to position ourselves as the uh, sort of one-stop shop for your sort of fitness needs, taking a very holistic approach to strength and conditioning and we've just really starting to work towards helping um, or targeting um, just busy busy mums and dads really. We're sort of really narrowing in on that sort of market because it's the people we deal with most and we get the most enjoyment out of helping.
1: Oh, I love it, and I, I wanted to to dive into the rebrand in a moment as well because clearly that's a significant move and shift. Um, but before we we jump into that, where were you guys from a business perspective before you started working with MPE, and what was the the main reason to get involved with us here at MPE?
3: Um, um, go
2: on, go on John. Um, we were we were in a good place, but. We were getting to a level where you know we we're putting a lot of pressure on ourselves and we didn't know the next steps for us to get say, from like you know a medium level to a high end business where we sort of both really wanted to go we were doing lots of little things but we didn't know where to start um, yeah I think we we just needed help around systemizing things getting a clear plan forward understanding the the ins and outs of the, the business and just helping us define, yeah, define a few things. Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. So the business is going well. Um, bef- be- before we go any further, what's really interesting with with you guys is I discovered uh, when we first had our original conversation and I did a bit of research you guys, you guys, James, as we'll hear from your accent, not from Australia, Sean, clearly you are where did you guys meet and when did you decide to go into business together?
2: We just did a podcast on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Rebuild Health and Business podcast, if anyone's interested. There you go. I was, I, um,
3: I was doing CrossFit in the city uh, at a gym and um, you came down for a competition, right, Sean, once? And we sort of met Yeah, at competition and we came up to train with you at CrossFit 4178 and then we just... You know, got quite friendly through there from both being injury-prone. injury, injury prone. And then um, we, uh, yeah, played rugby together. Then after that, we played for the same club as well. Same position, same club. And it sort of just uh, blossomed from there. I mean, yeah. We like, five,
2: like three three
3: years ago? A bit over three years ago?
2: 2016, 2017, something like that. Yeah, three or four years. But, yeah, we'd sort of been speaking we spoke for a while about getting you involved with some capacity, but just couldn't justify it financially at the time because um, you had James had quite a good, good job. So it'd be taking a sort of, yeah, financial hit to come and work casually for me to try and build something full time. So when we finally made it click, when we finally made it work, it was just kind of like, yeah, we just bit the bullet. Took a James took a took a risk, and so far. So far, so good. Yeah, never look it's
1: back. It was, a, it was a good decision. Well, I love it. It's great to be back. And I know a lot of people listening will be thinking, well, yeah, why did they decide to go into business together? And, and how have they been able to do it successfully? And I guess that's part of what we were talking about. I mean, we'll, we'll get to, you know, where where you guys are now in a moment. But you said, Sean, that part of the conversation, and I remember us originally speaking to three of us about that systemization, I should say, was also about you guys getting really efficient with your roles and not, sort of you know doing the same thing twice and and really assigning clear responsibilities and roles for each other tell us a bit more about that from your perspective james and what that was like to sort of really get that organized and in, into more of a system
3: well we just didn't really have systems at the beginning i suppose it was just two you know lads that were pretty good at what they did at the beginning um you know and the business sort of grew and it grew a little bit I wouldn't say too fast, but it got to a it got to a stage where it was like, right, we, we need sort of help now. And we didn't have any systems, any procedures, any mo- like we had nothing in place. We were just coaching, so our work life balance wasn't wasn't great at the same time. So we're working, you know, you know, we were always on the floor, we we're always at the school, and then we were trying to grow a nutrition business in there as well. And we were just like we would we were everywhere. So I think one of the first things we sat down was like, yeah, we wanted systems we wanted to build the business to a place that if we, we don't want to if we ever wanted to sell it we could go right boom there you know there you go this is this is in place and I think you know we we worked through that honestly it's been a it's been a journey um and it, and it's evolved again still so again we're in we're in a, we're a different place now but getting them systems and procedures in places were were massive and actually feels a bit more like a business now if that makes sense.
1: I remember our original conversations and I appreciate you sharing that, James. And, and Sean, I'll, I'll throw to you now because that was one of the things you guys are saying that you, you grew to a level and, uh, you know, you were you were successful from a financial standpoint, although you weren't necessarily managing the, the numbers as well, but it just you still didn't feel like you were successful business people because you didn't have it all organised and it felt like you were both still winging it. Tell us a bit more about that, Sean.
2: Yeah, it was one of those things like you know, we thought we were doing the right thing by, you know, letting people come in, do a free trial, give them two weeks. And then, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't follow anyone up. Um, we weren't doing anything around marketing, trying to generate leads, chase leads. It was all, all word of mouth. Um, and then, yeah, I think, yeah, like James said, we just didn't really have any, any structural plan. And then when we got on board with, NPE um, and we went I think where it all really kicked off for us was when we went down to that um, the Sydney Sydney workshop and we for the first time we were able to get outside the business and work on it rather than just in it and that was a that was something that was probably our biggest weakness we were always working in the business not working on it Um, and for us to be able to take that step back and delegate roles a little bit more and make sure like if we need classes covered the other coaches aren't just asking us first. They were trying to organise things amongst themselves. And then then when we were down in Sydney, we really nailed down that auto-closer auto presentation or sales system that um, MP teach us. Um, and that's been just fantastic in bringing in people that we want and making sure that anyone who's potentially toxic to our environment, it just we don't need to waste time with them. Yeah. It sounds a bit harsh, but you know, we we're cultivating a a gym that we want people to be a part of and we don't want anyone taking away from that community because like one negative person can ruin a vibe. Realize realizing the big ones, like
3: realizing, you know, who our target market was. You know, mm. really holding down on who we actually trying to get. Because yeah, at one point you you're going after everything and everyone. You know, so just once you start just nailing down about what you're trying to get, yeah, who you're trying to work with, things have just came so much easier and simpler. And yeah, everything's been, the process been great from that. But that was tough too, at the same time to say, you know, all my marketing is going to go towards these people. It's like, yeah, but what about these people? What about these people? What about these people? And it's like, just concentrate on you, (laughs) just, just concentrate on that.
1: Well, let's, let's pause on that for a moment because I know I have lots of conversations with people and they're really nervous about diving into that niche or that niche, as we say in in, uh, you know, in Australia. You guys made a significant shift at that point to really concentrate on that ideal client for you. Were you nervous doing that? Was there some fear that you were going to cut out a chunk of the market if you were to change your focus? Yeah, a little bit.
2: Yeah, a little bit. But the, little it bit, was just—it but... felt like the natural progression for us because majority of our members anyway were starting to become or were mums and dads anyway. We were becoming parents, um, and as we were sort of like we weren't—we're charging a lot more now, but we were sort of in the higher, um, higher rate anyway within the area for so the people who you know have decent disposable income for us were busy professionals who were who are parents or just made sense rather than us chasing kids who were in in university who look good on the Instagram feed. We yeah, it made more sense for us business wise. And once we got our heads around that and we started making all these sales at a higher rate with the people we want, it was just yeah, there was no there's no looking back from that point.
3: Yeah like I said it was pretty much our target market anyway. We just didn't realise it. You know, the majority right. of people in our gym were at that. We just, it just never clicked.
1: Right. So your marketing wasn't aligned to who the target market was. You weren't entering that conversation, in their heads, so to speak. It was just more sort of random and unspecific.
2: Yeah. We just Plus, I didn't everything. have any marketing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a- <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the the rebrand. So you you were CrossFit Four One Seven Eight as you mentioned, and then you've rebranded into into Rebuild Health and Fitness. And obviously that was a a, a shift away from that traditional model as well. Tell tell us more about that. What was the decision making behind the rebrand? Was were you nervous about doing that? And then what has it been like since you've you've rebranded?
2: Yeah, I think it was a it was a very big step, and there was a lot of nerves. For me, anyway, there was a lot of nerves behind it because we originally started as CrossFit 4178, but we always offered more than CrossFit, and it was one of our best and worst selling points. Like, everyone's got these preconceived ideas about CrossFit, and there's, you know, the gym up the road that was absolutely awful. People had a really bad experience with it, and then we'd get sort of thrown into that bubble, and then you get the stuff that HQ were doing that were just, you know, you couldn't control what they were putting out and sometimes it was really toxic the information. They were, they, yeah, they were putting out. So it was just, you know, we were offering a lot more plus. We wanted to be able to tell our own story. We didn't want people to have any preconceived ideas about what we were doing. We wanted to be able to tell that story ourselves and then experience it. People always come in and they're like, Oh, this is nothing like I thought. I was like, yeah,
1: cause we're fucking better. Yeah, gotcha. Did you want to elaborate on that, James?
3: No, I think that's it. I think Sean probably, um, obviously he had owned the gym for a long time before I did. So he probably had that bit more attachment to CrossFit where I was quite looking forward to rebranding, but I think that he, he did just say most of it there. it's just being able to tell our story. You know, we offer so much more, you know, we've got sort of physios and exercise physiologists and nutritionists all under, all under one roof where, you know, you tell people you do CrossFit, they just straight away, you're just under the same in the same brush and and, it, and it's tough and you know that's CrossFit's fault as well for allowing people to do you know a two-day course and open a gym and um yeah I think that's it the story but I think also CrossFit got us to a stage where we built a reputation you know so I think we did do it quite smart too like there's no um there's no regrets with anything for sure I was happy that it was a CrossFit gym in, initially um and sort of you know we still have trained you know similar methodologies but um we can just put our own spin on it
1: well, let's talk about, well, that, let's let's talk it, about that. that for a moment because you just mentioned, obviously, you, you as you talked about, Sean, you, you recognised that it was the mums and dads and those sort of busy professionals that you wanted to work with. How has a model shifted for you guys compared to a traditional CrossFit model? You talked about much higher prices and generating um, more revenue, which allows you to create an even better client experience talk to us about that what's that sort of model shift been like and and where were you and what is it now
2: yeah i think i think it's just as i sort of mentioned earlier we're trying to be like a holistic or we are a holistic strength and conditioning facility so rather than you know in the early days you're always trying to design like whilst i i came from a strength and conditioning background anyway like everything we did was still periodized and designed around making people have progress but you know i was I'd program for you know, the athletes that we had, not just the, the everyday person. And like, you know, I'd do some programming for myself, but I'd spend all day at the gym being able to recover properly, not taking into account all the other life stresses that people got, have going on. So you now it's just taking that little step back and being like, yeah, we can beat the shit out of people every day, make them jump over benches and all that, like that, you know, make them chase Well, James says it quite well. I think, um, yeah, it's easy to make someone sweat. You know but it's harder to you know make sort of long-term sustainable sustainable change so you know it's just changing the program slightly in terms of like there is no need for anyone in the general population to to snatch like we don't need to get our mums and dads snatching it's just you know you meant to snatch and crossfit as an expression as a way of expressing power there's a million other different ways we can do that to, and we don't need to snatch to do that it's just Risk management, you know, it's just making sure people know that they don't need to flog themselves every day. You know, if there's a workout in your wheelhouse and you still want to go uh, find a bit of intensity, go for it. Um, just communicating, with, like, with our our mums around, like, you know, the menstrual cycle. We just held a pelvic floor seminar that, you know, it's a topic that doesn't often get spoke about. Um, yeah, just the nutrition side of things, sleep. We're just trying to really look after people rather than, you know, make sure like we don't want them just leaving going oh that was a really good workout so we want them leaving going these guys are really taking care of us and looking after us long term
1: so has the class size and that sort of thing changed or the clearly your programming as you mentioned has has other elements of the service delivery changed
2: yeah we just we, we just put a cap on our classes we've got a rather large facility that we could sort of pack out the square meterage and do it that way but you know i'd rather people pay more and have less people in the class to keep the quality high i don't want anyone to feel like just uh just the number so we cap it we cap it at 20 we have one or two coaches on depending on the day and the class size um but that was always sort of a goal for us anyway we just we've just set firm limits on it now so everyone knows what they're getting into
1: and you mentioned that you put your prices up. I know going through the, the business modelling tools, you know, we had some questions around, well, would the market pay it and those sorts of things. James, what were your thoughts when you originally put the prices up and started to market to that more affluent crowd? But then also, how, how much easier has it made it when you know you're just working with one target market and managing a lot smaller numbers rather than having this much higher volume? Tell us a bit about that.
3: Yeah, the, the price rises a little bit. Because when I first came in, we put the price up, you know, because when I first came in, I think it was forty two fifty. you know, and we've gone up to 70 now for a non-contract. So, you know, a big difference. And also, um, I think it's just being a lot more confident in your sales. And, you know, every time we were selling and no one was batting an eyelid, and then we'll go, right, we'll just put it up again. And then no one bats an eyelid, and you put it up again, and you, again, it just comes into confidence. You know, we believe that there's – there's so much value in it, so when I'm asking people for that money, I don't even, I don't even blink. Like I think they're lucky to be getting it. I do think you know if they get this, then, then that's big. And, um the sales desks and you know, the way that MP have sort of constructed the sales process is you know, it's pretty, it's pretty phenomenal. And, um, no, you I have no question, but I'm sure it'll just keep going up
2: as well. <laughs>
1: Well, hey guys, thanks for listening to our interview with NPE Pro Mastermind members, Sean Carroll and James Beatty. At NPE, we know you want a fitness business that achieves your personal and professional goals. And the problem is, business is hard. Nobody comes preloaded with all the tools, skills and knowledge to figure these things out. And that's why most people don't start a business and why the majority of small businesses fail. At NPE, we believe business education is the key to your continued success in the fitness industry. Since 2006, NPE has helped over 45,000 fitness professionals, studio and gym owners in 96 countries to grow their business, take home more money and live their dream lifestyle. We've been recognized eight times on the Inc. 500 5000 list of fastest growing companies and we're a global team with offices in Los Angeles, London and Sydney. When you're ready to learn more about how to take your business to the next level, you're invited to schedule a free Get Clarity Fitness Business Strategy session now at npefitness.com forward slash win. This is a 60 minute call. Private. We're going to walk you through the whole process to get clear on creating a strategic plan for taking your business to the next level with your individual questions answered at absolutely no charge. Now, in the meantime, you can check out our free articles, our business guides and podcast at npefitness.com forward slash learn. But listen, don't continue grinding away losing money. Get the strategy and plan you need to win at npefitness.com forward slash win. We really look forward to meeting you and speaking with you soon. Well, and that's a, it's an interesting point, isn't it? Because clearly, and for those who don't know you, and certainly by listening to your podcast, they'll get to know you quickly. You guys are really passionate about helping people. You're both family men now and fathers in your own right. And you really do care and want to make things, and make others' lives more happy and successful as well. So the the price increase uh, has also enabled you to do other things too and, and reinvest in your own education and obviously create a, a better client journey. Tell us a little bit about that. What, what has that extra income allowed you two to do and, and what sort of results has that enabled the business to achieve?
2: Oh, heaps, heaps. It's just it like, like during COVID, while some gyms struggled um, obviously it was it was different for us as well, but I think nine out of 10 gyms in Australia had to go on JobKeeper. We weren't even close to qualifying because we were still able to you know, demonstrate value to all our members. They could see that whilst we were closed, we were doing everything we can to make to make improvements to the gym, make improvements to the service we we're offering um, and be able to do that quickly because we had money in the bank. Like we've renovated our offices now that James, James is in to make a really clean sales presentation i think we've invested about over twenty thousand dollars back into the gym at the start of the year just to you know put in like this giant ass fan which was nice um bit of yeah all the little things just painting um new signage just time away too you know we were coaching yeah. a lot more
3: you know even just a few months ago which we it didn't even click really I that's to sean about a couple of like a couple of months ago it didn't even click like how less we're coaching now if that makes sense because it just sort of naturally happened like oh you'd come off the floor here you'd come off the floor I think Sean is obviously busy Iona but you coach what two two morning and afternoon currently yep. you know I'm yeah I'm, um so I just do three days now instead of you know four, so it's just having so much more better balance and then more time to also just work on the business a little bit more like I said Sean's at home you know now working and, he, and you know we can do that
0: now
1: and that's a big shift, isn't it? You talked about this, James, a few minutes ago when you you were successful in a way that you had clients, you were making money, you were paying yourselves, but you had no work-life balance. And you've got two kids now, James?
0: Yeah, yeah. And yeah.
1: you've just had your first, Sean? Um, so. Yeah how has that changed now? And, and how is that for you guys? I know we're going to lose you in a few minutes, James, because you're going to go and pick one of your kids up, which before was just trying to cram it all in. Right. Tell us how that's changed and how your lifestyles have improved now.
3: I think it's just like, you just see, have a different vision now for the future a little bit. You know that there's time, you know that there's time off, you know, um, I can just yeah, better balance. So, you know, there's no Saturday mornings done with you know Friday afternoon. So, you know, I'm I'm very happy to come to it because I know what I'm going home to as well. I know that, you know, every night by one I get to, you know, bath, you know, bath Alfie and put them to bed and do the same with Hallie. And, you know, I think them little things, you know, they I think the kids just grow up like super fast. I know it's quite, you know, cliche, but they 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 do. And I think you just, you know, if you just work in all the hours and all the afternoons, like before you know it, it's it's gone.
1: Yeah. Would, did you want to add to yeah, that?
2: Absolutely. No, I completely agree. I think it's, we just, we've worked really hard to develop a good balance, not just for us, but for our, our coaches as, as well. So we're just, they know their roles, um, still a work in, work in progress. But I think, yeah, we're definitely working in, like we're not, yeah, not coaching as much anymore. i have got more time at home. So I'll we'll be able to, you know, jump off this, hang out with Leo for a little bit. Um, if need be like last week or the week before I was crook, I was away the whole week but everything was still able to run without me previously. That would cause, you know, all kinds of stress on everyone, mm-hmm. but we're in a better place now where we can adapt. Like I know, you know, when holidays come up, it's just, yeah, we're happy to pick up. Like if me and James need to pick up a couple of extra shifts, that's fine because we know it comes comes around again for both of us
1: yeah yeah i love it well look we will have international listeners listeners to this let me just translate quickly you were talking about the numbers earlier james so you were at 42 dollars a week and now you've gone Mm -hmm. to that 70 plus per week just for those who bill more on a monthly basis and then for those who've just heard what Sean said crook means that you were sick right you were (laughs) under the weather um there'll be man man flu well that's no one knows how horrific that is except if you're a man and you've had it so um but that's really exciting isn't it And I think that's something really important that you mentioned there James that your view of the future now is so much more exciting and you love going into work and clearly you guys have got a passion but now it's also not running redlining all the time and putting yourself under immense pressure and stress you know you are able to take a step back and smell the roses a bit as well
3: yeah i think just and i think the big thing was as well obviously with Sean and yourself is just you know knowing your numbers back to front like understanding them in the past we just didn't we just said how much money we got in the bank all right we'll spend it then you know we'll do something you know instead of actually you know having cash flow there and you know projecting so you can sort yeah learning the numbers was massive because we were clueless we were just bringing in sales you know make a sale and then crack on and it was just you, just, you were just spinning the wheel. You are just spinning the wheel, but you didn't really understand anything bar how to be a good coach.
2: Well, that's... Retention... Well, sorry, oh, I was just going to say, just on that, like, retention was massive for us as well. The little things that, you know, we've learned from you guys to help us retain clients. Because I think before we, before we joined MP, it was about, you know, we were signing up lots of people, but then people were just, like, leaving every now and then. So we'd end up, like, you know, it'd be like almost one for one. Um but now, yeah, it's definitely definitely not that.
1: Well, that's the thing now that you've got, you know, really clear on that vision, you've created that community and you mentioned, Sean, you know, you refuse to allow anyone who doesn't want to be an active part of that community in so there's no toxicity in there or, or negative vibe. Um, what what would you say that the biggest challenges were for you guys? And and clearly your own leadership has been a significant step up. You mentioned the team and getting them into a state where they feel well looked after and there's clear reporting structures in there as well. What have the biggest challenges been for you guys? Uh, over uh, this last period and really sort of coming up to 12 months now in in terms of the growth of the business
2: um for me oh, sorry, my alarms go off um, for me it was probably just getting my head around the numbers because it was something that like I'd never done before um, I think like without learning any new skill, that's that's where the challenge is. But now it's just like my Monday morning thing. I go through the cash dash. Um, definitely gets easier as it as we go along. And then just I think cutting ourselves a little bit of slack in the turn, in the sense that we would try and do a lot, and we get 80% done everything, and it's still a battle that we're you know we deal with. But yeah, we'd get to like eighty percent done of everything, then we'd sort of move on to to something else. Whereas now we're just really focusing on trying to complete the task. And you know, it may not feel like we're moving at an amazing pace, but when we stop and look back over the last twelve months, you know, yeah, we've come we've come so far. I think we were up, you know, we're in the middle of COVID, and we we were up like a hundred and forty percent on. Um, what we were bringing in during the middle of COVID compared to what we were last year, and we were in a really good place last year.
1: Yeah, yeah that's amazing. Um, James, I know we're going to lose you shortly, um, due to, to school pickup. Um, what would you say the the I mean, I think unless you had anything to add to Sean, but what what were your biggest challenges, or what were the biggest lessons learned for you? I
3: think it's just understanding your roles. Like, I think that was you know the big one outside of it. Yes, you coach, but you know, we're away from it and, you know, we've sort of had the chat, we naturally fall into it, you know, so Sean will do a lot of the, the admin side of things and a lot of the numbers and, you know, I've from a bit of a sales background. So I, you know, I found my rekindled the love for sales again. Um, you know, so I make it. Yeah. Well, I don't like not, not getting over the edge. So I think just defining roles was a, was a big one. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's been the helping hand and it just makes things easy, you know, cause then if things aren't done, we know who it's on. Yeah. We can just take full responsibility for, you know, ourselves, you know, and makes the chat easier.
1: We, we talked about, I really distinctly remember the conversation when we talked about you guys having a very loose uh, meeting schedule um, or schedule for those in the U.S., and, and by loose I mean there really wasn't one it was conversations in corridors it was just grabbing five minutes here and there how has that been different from you now that you've got those reporting structures to each other but also with the team reporting to you as well
2: yeah every every Monday James and I sit down and we've just blocked out and um, Locked out a slot in the morning for a couple of hours where we just sit down and go go through the little tasks we need to individually, plus sort of bounce off any ideas or things we need to discuss for the week. Um, and then, as from a, as like in terms of our keeping in touch with our coaches, we're just a little bit more onto it with our WhatsApp group, making sure anytime there's a new member signed up, we send them full details about that member. Um, put little notes into Watify next to the athlete profile, so everyone sort of on the same page and no coaches are surprised by anyone who rocks up. So if someone has a dodgy knee, for example, everyone knows who that person is, what they can and can't do. Um, I think, yeah, everyone's just a lot better at communicating with each other, which was something that we thought we were doing well before. Um, but in hindsight, we weren't. And we're just doing it a lot better now.
1: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Isn't it? I mean, they use the, uh, you know, the, 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 st- well not everyone knows it but the tv show cheer's you know where you, you go and everyone knows your name but you guys have gone to even the next level they don't only know your name but they also know your medical history as well so that immediate client experience even though they haven't met the trainer the trainer knows about them and how to adjust workouts and i mean that that's a massive increase in service delivery isn't it and really creates that wow factor for the clients
2: yeah it's huge it really is
1: yeah that's awesome Well, look, I know you guys have had significant growth. You just talked about, you know, being up 140% during COVID um, right in the smack bam in the middle of it, which most people will will find amazing. What would your advice be for others? I mean, clearly you guys have, have jumped in. I remember our early conversations about the numbers, and let's be honest, it was a little challenging at the start there, wasn't it to get yeah, those done every definitely. week because no one wants to do the numbers. I'm sure a bunch of people listening to this will say, well, why why is it even important? Um, but what would you know that's given you a lot of freedom to to have articulate conversations and to, to be able to analyze where the business is at what would your advice be for others? People who uh, are either maybe struggling through COVID or or maybe they've been okay through that period, but they now want to and and desire to get more work-life balance and to help more people and to run a better business. What would you advise them on?
3: Get a coach. um, Someone asked it on the podcast the other day, like, you know, did you, did you think you would be where you are now? And if, if you could do anything, what would you do differently? And I just said I would have got a business coach earlier. That would be my my biggest thing, definitely. Yeah, that would be my the biggest thing. And just done. It's just I think just I think some people just don't want to ask for help, or they think they're going okay, and sometimes maybe they're not. But I think if you have a coach that's honest, you know, which um, yeah, you guys you know are honest. Sean's very honest. You know, it's, <laughs> but it's a it it's just a lot easier. I think it's I think it's just a, a great investment. It really, is a great investment. So I would yeah get a coach.
2: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think that was it was a big step, but it was one that yeah I think we'll be both in agreement. We're very glad we did. And then for me, from a more so from a personal point of view, I think it was just really trying to like keep a growth mindset with everything business related so you know with the numbers it was kind of one of those things where i was like Fuck, i don't want to put in my expenses because i don't want to know it was kind of like ignorance is bliss but um but now it's like if we suck at something then you know and if someone like yourself or sean who's been in the game for such a long time is telling us to do it and if we suck at it then rather than being like Fuck, i'm not going to worry about it it's like okay this is an opportunity. Let's get better at it, and it's going to have a flow-on effect elsewhere. And yet to be yet to be proven wrong by that. I think, like in the middle of COVID, when we're sitting there, and we found out gyms were going to go into lockdown, me and James were sitting in the office, and James was a bit bit stressed, and rightly so. He's like, "Oh, we're going to have shut down. This is going to be this going to be shit." And I was like, "Oh, this is going to be going to be great. It's going to be the best thing to happen for us because we're going to have we're going to have time." We're gonna have a lot more time to do all the little things we wanted to do, and when things opened up again, like we had a, we had a brand new brand new sales system, brand new office, prices had gone up again. Um, we signed up; it was like thirty-eight people in that first month. We opened wow. up again.
1: Yeah, it's and and clearly because I know you were communicating heavily with your existing members that time, making sure that they knew what was going on and really um, keeping them abreast and keeping them motivated during that period as well. Letting them, uh, you know, giving them little motivational tips and and ways in which they could maintain their their fitness and obviously still working with you virtually too. So um, it's, it's really been awesome. I, I tell you guys, you know, we, you guys have really stepped into some of those harder things, numbers being one of them. You just mentioned it then, Sean, as well, not just not wanting to look at or thinking no, that's all right, we do it fine. You know, that's sort of, oh, we're okay. We're really thinking, well, hang on, let's see if this is an opportunity to get better. And then as you said, James, you can have a coach, but are you coachable? And they're not always the same thing so you guys have been amazing and you've really stepped into some of those areas or opportunities for improvement and seen them as exactly as that you haven't got defensive when you know something's been brought to your attention and and as you mentioned James we're we're honest and sometimes brutally honest at times because that's what a coach does right you don't want a coach to sugarcoat things and say well that's okay if it's not um that's uh, that's all part of it but uh yeah, it's been exciting. Uh, you you touched on the vision or or the future being exciting for you, James. What's I'll, I'll wrap up on this one. What's your most ex, What what's the most thing that excites you most about the the future for you and and rebuild?
3: I think I think I think as rebuild, I think I just think we're very much cemented now in our area. I think everyone knows who rebuild are now. You know, we're the place that people come next. So I think this is cemented. So then it offers, you know there's a lot of other opportunities coming off the back of this. Um, so I don't know where they'll take us, but, you know, we would feel confident again and, you know, say for example, we wanted to do another business, we would feel, you know, confident enough that we can, we can do that. We probably think a lot more like businessmen now. So, and that's how I'll think, you know, long into the future, you know, co- is coaching something that we'll do forever? You know, probably not, but I'd say Jim Owning is,
1: you know. Yeah, I love it. How about you, Sean?
2: Yeah mate, it's hard to hard to say. Like you look five years ago, I wouldn't have a picture being the position we are in we are in now. Um but I know in five years time we'll be just we'll be in a lot better place than we are now again. Like as James said, just more and more opportunities are presenting themselves presenting themselves to us and we've got so much more room to grow and develop in all kinds of different areas still. And that, I think that's an exciting part. Like we're nowhere near the finish line and we don't really want to be either. We want to keep, keep pushing forward
1: yeah it's awesome and i know there'll be a a bunch of people who'll be inspired listening to this because they're thinking about going through a a rebrand themselves or telling their own story as you guys said or uh now thinking well maybe i should really have a look at those numbers and and potentially explore some coaching as well so thank you so much for your time guys i know you're both busy fathers as well as business owners i love that you're looking at everything from a business perspective now and also viewing it as opportunities for growth and we've got a You know, mark this spot because you guys will be doing even bigger and better things and having a bigger impact on the health and wellness of the community that you serve as you go on so thanks so much for your time Sean and James really appreciate it and yeah we will keep an eye on you guys and and revisit in a few months when the next uh, win is being on board but congratulations for surviving and growing and thriving through COVID and we'll speak to you both very soon
3: Cheers, Mike. Thank you. Thanks,
0: mate. Rick, so great interview, Sean and James. You know, I think there's a lot that people can take away from, from this interview. And, and one of the biggest lessons I think that we need to repeat over and over again is the power of slowing down to speed up. You know, we talked to too many business owners, uh, owner-operators that are they're just busy. They're running around each day trying to, you know, do a hundred things, and they just don't slow down and sit down. To actually create the space to do the work that is truly going to double their profits in business, and meanwhile they're just you know you keep grinding, you're getting tired, you're burn out your energy, and it's tough. It's tough. You're caught up in this reactive game, um, and you know it. It. I get it. It's tough to slow down. It's tough to sit sit and focus and think and you know and, and shift the way you engage the work. Uh, but being able to do so, getting help around that, is what's going to change your bottom line and ultimately change your lifestyle. And uh, you know those who who you, who depend on you for support and your your freedom and your support to be there with your time as well.
1: Yeah, and look to to see what they've been able to do with growing families as well. You know, Sean's just had a baby. James has had his second. You know, it's one of the keys that I think these guys really recognized early on the coaching with us is that you have to prioritize. You cannot do those hundred things all at once. And what they've been able to do is communicate that really effectively to not only their team members, but to all of their clients so that the clients are not expecting instant responses to, to text messages or emails or whatever it might be. So they've created that buffer and that space for themselves to really do the most important work. And as they both mentioned, you know, now they're getting more done than ever they're much more efficient at what they're doing they're having a much better time doing it and they've got the energy to be able to go home and spend that with the people that are the most important to them you know their friends and family uh, immediate and extended it's it's really powerful what they've done and you hit the nail on the head that slow down to speed up
0: yeah and I'll tell you it's one of the things I'm I'm most proud of the work we do at MP is that we not only help people, you know, grow their business and make more money, more profit and all that is is great uh, but being able to have a business that not only gives you the financial success and rewards uh, that you know that you work hard for, but to create some freedom and space to be there for you know the things that are, matter in your life, especially being a parent, having kids. You know anybody out there who's on the grind and feeling the stress of that, and and also not being having the time to be present for your family the way you want to. Uh, you know, this is this is a call to action for you to to engage, uh, to get support, get help, because you absolutely can have you can have it all, uh, but it just requires us to recommit at a new level and change the way we work to work smarter, uh, not just keep working harder. So, everybody, thanks as always for listening to the NP Secrets to Their Success podcast, where we believe business education is the key to your continued success in the fitness industry. When you're ready to learn more about how to take your business to the next level, you're invited to schedule a free Get Clarity Strategy session now at npefitness.com slash win. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll speak to you again real soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Fuck.